This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Welcome to this week's episode of Property Jam Podcast, where we talk about everything to do with the human side of property. Um, and this week, we have two special guests with us. Uh, we've, got, we've got Harley and we've got Guy from Premium Properties. And uh, we're really excited to have you both on here today. Um, it's taken us a while for Joe to do the intro, but we're here. We're ready yeah. to go. We're, we're prepared. We're professionals. Ish. <laughs> Ish. Uh, so rather than meet telling everyone about you guys. I'm just going to hand straight over to you and you can tell us who you are, what you're all about and uh, how you ended up in property. Yeah, so um, I'll go first. I'm Harley. He's the talkative Um, one, just so you know, everybody. (laughs) Out of the two, we've nominated Harley as the talkative one. So Guy, no pressure, but you will have to speak at some point. Carry on. Wonderful. (laughs) Big pressure on Guy now. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so basically we, we, sort of got into the property space about a year ago now and ever since then we've just been sort of learning as much as possible networking as much as possible and just trying to connect with as many people as possible really um we're looking to do deal packaging so we're the strategies we're doing with that are buy refurbish refinance and flips so yeah that's pretty much what we're we're looking to do um we're sort of in the process of setting that all up at the moment um we started during lockdown but we had some problems because we weren't 18 yet so now we've both turned 18 we're all good to go on that front so can we just um, whoa 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 pause? Backtrack, backtrack, i know backtrack. can we just backtrack. pause on that Hang for on a, a minute second. right yeah so, so you guys uh, when did you turn 18 i was and Oh, oh, I was July. I was July, and then yeah, yeah, and then I was August. So, yeah. So you've literally just have you just like left school or college or, you, yeah, yeah. And so straight into property. Yeah. So we we sort of found property while we were doing our A levels, and uh, as you do, just yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah, so unusual. It's so, honestly, you boys are exceptional. This is why it's been a privilege and a pleasure watching you on Instagram and your progress because it's so unusual for guys of your age to be thinking about your financial futures and building a business at like 17 years old, 18 years old. It's nuts, but carry on. I love it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we sort of we found it while we we're doing our A levels and then um we just sort of tried to, like I said, from September last year, really, we just focused on learning as much as possible in our spare time. Um, and yeah, we always knew we wanted to set up a, a deal packaging company. It was just, we were planning on doing it once we'd finished our A-levels um, and lockdown sort of allowed us a bit more time to, to put into it. So um, yeah, that was pretty good for us. And then, yeah, um, now we're just in a position where we're sort of aggressively looking for deals. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I'll let Guy explain a, a bit more. 
Yeah, no, um, so obviously, like Harley's practically mentioned most of it, that um, we started in around the uh, September time, which was, actually doesn't feel too long ago now, but it is a year, which is crazy. But um, yeah, we've kind of, um, we've learned quite a lot since then. And obviously, now that we are 18, we can become uh, fully compliant, which is really good. We are in the process of doing that now. Um, Harley passed a driving test the other week, I think, which is really, yes. really good. Amazing. Amazing. So um, that means we can now do a lot, a lot more viewings and we're not really uh, restricted in what we can really do, which is good. And then, um, yeah, that's practically everything. Obviously, Harley told you what we actually do in pro property and what we're looking to do. Um, in terms of the future, we kind of want to almost have sourcing and just learn as much as we can, hopefully try and scale the business as um, well as we can. But then we also want to progress into developments quite early on maybe in our early to mid 20s is kind of the um the goal just so we can really scale that and just grow as big as possible really i think it's just so impressive guys because i've been like joe i've been following you guys on on social media and instagram and stuff for for quite a while and it's i didn't realize that how young you guys were um i at 17 or 18 the last thing i was thinking about was setting up a business or my financial freedom or my future or anything like that um, other than perhaps going to university or whatever it might be. And even that, I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. <laughs> so I think it is extremely impressive. So hats off to you for taking the initiative and actually going ahead and doing it. Um, but did you guys know each other like from, from school? Were you friends for a long time before you decided to actually become business partners? Yeah, so we, we were pretty much been in the same school since uh the first year of secondary school um up until we'd finished but we we were friends but we weren't really close friends and then we both realized that we had a passion for business and um yeah we both sort of we didn't really want to follow the typical route and then we were both interested in like the typical people like grant cardone and those sort of people um property jam podcasters you know the big yeah. the big names big hitters, big big hitters names. Yeah. yeah household names yeah um so yeah that's that's pretty much how we became closer and then um we were sort of we were searching for things to obviously develop our passion and um things to get into and we sort of looked into all sorts so obviously drop shipping and things like that but um property was the one that stood out to us the most because it was sort of the most tangible thing i guess and uh it's a people's game which which we um love we both love networking and things so yeah that's sort of how we we were friends and we knew each other but that's how we became closer i guess I want to pull at that thread a bit more because like how do you go from like being kind of friends at school to like suddenly realizing you've both got entrepreneurial mindsets like how did those conversations happen were you just like, like I was gonna say was there a tipping point where you were both like ah this is what we're gonna do uh, or was it a more gradual thing yeah was there you mentioned Grant Cardone before uh, yeah some people generally get inspired by something that goes ah I want to do that differently was there a tipping point for both of you was it the same time was it uh, you know something you did together yeah so it was it's kind of around the same time because obviously we were a lot closer in like a levels and we kind of were in basically all lessons we um we we did like a business class together so we kind of ah. kind of developed there which probably brought it up and then um I, I was talking about loads of different ventures i wanted to get into and then i, I also noticed that harley was also interested and um 
we went to a course around towards the end of September last year and on the train to the course we actually set up the Instagram page and then we didn't know we were gonna actually do it together but then it kind of just sprung up and then we just decided like yeah why not why not just do it together we both have almost different strengths and different weaknesses that we can almost leverage off each other and then um yeah it's kind of just grown since there and then we're obviously just always looking to develop it's really cool that is, is anyone really else cool. like majorly jealous I, i'm i'm still in like kind of like awestruck by it <laughs> it's amazing well i remember when um yeah i started in property at the age of 30 um and Bring chicken, people, people that are yeah we were hanging around with you do realize like, that we're so pretty much young. dinosaurs to these guys right now i know, <laughs> I know. Like they said they said you're so young to be starting in property at the age of 30 and you know what's uh, quite scary is that i'm old enough to be to be your to be your dad Oh my god! Well, that means I'm old enough to be their mother. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Basically, you got Mama Joe and Papa Nile. Oh, for fuck's sake! And your Uncle Matt. There we go. Uncle Matty. <laughs> Uncle Matty. Yeah, that, that's my name. Do you want us to adopt cool you? We uncle. can. We can. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Take you under our wing. To be fair, I think, to be, to be, the, to be fair, I think they're doing much better without our help than they would do with it. So <laughs> I would just leave them to their own devices. <laughs> Amazing. So, um. I suppose that leads on to uh, the question that we always ask our guests on the podcast, which is, what does the human side of property mean to you? And this is going to be very interesting because um, you've not done it for that long. So what's your experience been around humans? Uh, Yeah, so we'll probably be be similar answers, but it'll probably be, um, we'll just answer separately. So for me, um, I'm glad you got that sorted yeah cool <laughs> yeah we didn't do a lot of uh planning just came in with an open mind but uh yeah. how we like it that's how we like it how we roll yeah so um yeah so the, 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 yeah. the human side <laughs> the human side um what of property <laughs> the human side of property to me basically means just um actually like getting to know people and building good relationships and actually making friends in property rather than just because obviously when you network and you all have the similar interest and you all have a similar mindset um so you are naturally going to talk about property but it's about actually building relationships for the long term and actually yeah like i said making friends and getting to know that person what they enjoy doing outside of property sort of what who's in their family and yeah just seeing if you've got any other interests outside of property really I'd say that's what it, the main thing it means to me just yeah just having fun and making making good friends along the way really Aww, that's, that's, a yeah, that's a really good Thanks, answer Mama Jay. <laughs> oh, I want to put Harley in my pocket it's great <laughs> oh. Uh, Guy, do you have a similar answer or yeah, anything yeah, it's, different? It's, so it's mine's, again, fairly similar to Harley. I just like the fact that you can, um, in a sense, when because this property is so big, I feel like everyone we've almost connected with, everyone's got different strengths. So, for example, yesterday we visited some people um, who were doing like HMOs in Northampton and um, they've got a really good design background. So, again, it's kind of that aspect of property that I quite like that everyone has their own different strengths so it could be like design it could be architectural it could just be finance and like sales in general so i just like the fact that 
it's not all restricted and everyone has their own little talent really so it's just learning from each other and just building up good relationships and, and be- between the two of you um, what are your relationships and, and roles have you got a, a very strict definition of who does what towards the start of the um the business we were quite actually i'm sure and we just were kind of doing the same things which obviously now looking back at it, it's not the most valuable way to uh, manage our time but now we've kind of um split up the task so harley's doing a lot of the on-hand stuff whether that's viewings refurbs and whatnot and i'm doing a lot of the investor handling and just building up those relationships and then i'm also well we're kind of together we're looking for deals because obviously we are deal packaging and harley is doing more of the hands-on trying to find the deals so that could be like direct lender letters whereas i'm now focusing more on the um laptop side of things the desktop side of things where that's face facebook ads and just different aspects of marketing so yeah we've kind of separated our strengths in a way and hopefully we can leverage off one another that seems it's quite cool that you managed to get to that point after such a short period of time of working together so it takes people and businesses years to realize that <laughs> yeah That's well a good copy isn't it it did, well. it, it did take us quite a good couple of years yeah 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 well because we're still fairly new obviously when we actually I mean, we're, st- we're doing stuff now, but later down the line, we might find that whoever's doing what might not be as good and we might actually just yeah. differentiate the roles a bit, but at least we've got that starting point and then we can just learn along the way. Exactly, because it's going to be an, ever- an ever-evolving beast, isn't it? So every, every you're going to constantly be changing and adapting and learning. So, yeah. That's what you're good at. That's what I love about you because, you know, you're throwing yourself into the whole property thing. Well, that makes you exceptional for guys of your age anyway. And then if you want to learn something, this is what I can watch on Instagram because I see you like, right, I'm going to talk to that person to learn how to do it. Like you're so open about the fact that you're early, you're starting out, you know, that you, you're fresh and ready to learn. Like, you know, when you were thinking about setting up your podcast and congratulations on that, by the way, because I know it's doing really well. You, you came to me and you were like, you know, tips, advice, you know, like it, that's great because so many people get scared about asking for help or leveraging the experience of others in order to get themselves going. And you are so good at that, the pair of you. So keep doing it because even though, yes, you're early in your property journey, it's going to evolve. You are going to be investing yourself at some point. Just keep just standing on the shoulders of all of those who are already doing it and it will come together because that is what's going to make you successful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, Obviously, it can be quite daunting when you, especially because we're quite young, it can be quite daunting to like, ask people who are doing what you want to do and they years ahead of you. It can be daunting to ask them questions. But I just think, especially in property, pretty much everyone, and then especially on Instagram, pretty much everyone is willing to help. Um, and... 99% of the time we've asked a, a question to someone or we've asked to come and meet them or pick their brains 99% of the time they've said yes and they'd be more than happy to do it and yeah I just think um, obviously it's daunting at the start but once you realize that and how helpful people are um, then there's no reason why you shouldn't try and I guess learn as much and ask as many questions as possible really yeah, that's a good point. And to be honest, anyone that isn't willing to answer a question or give you a bit of guidance or advice, then just fuck them. They're not worth it anyway. Suck them off, mate. <laughs> Suck them off. Jog on. 
Yeah, and I have to say on Instagram in particular, like, don't you find, because we, we've, we've talked about this heaps on the podcast, it's just, there is such a property community, but it's such yeah. a positive property community where you can get that support and you can get that reassurance and you can get that guidance. And it's quite exceptional. I don't think there are a lot of industries where people really rally together the way that, that us property guys do. And it's amazing. And that must be so beneficial for the pair of you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and like you said, I don't think there's, obviously we haven't really experienced a lot of other industries, but usually, because obviously people are investing all over the UK, there's not really direct competition, but even people who are invested in the same areas, they still help each other. And um, yeah, I just think that's what's so good about property. It's such a good community and people are just always willing to help each other so yeah it has been really really good for us because that's the main way that we've learned really just by speaking to people and networking so yeah if anyone's listening listening to this and wanting to know like kind of where you're sourcing where do you focus on yeah is it local to yourself nationally how how do you do that yeah because you guys are northampton aren't you yeah yeah so that's where we're focusing on at the moment um northampton just because um it's local to us and obviously we did analysis on a few areas around northampton um and northampton stacked up pretty well compared to the other areas so we just thought Mm. we may as well stick with northampton just because it is the closest area and um obviously we wanted to pick an area and really niche down in that area so we we were basically experts in that area obviously we're not there yet but when once we do um a few more deals in the area then obviously we'll we'll start to learn loads more about it so yeah we wanted to be seen as sort of the go-to guys for an area essentially can i ask a question on that because um i think this is true of a lot of young people who are starting out in property but probably more so with you guys because of your age do you find it gets held against you a lot do you i mean as much as there's respect out there for what you do and the fact that you are doing it so young is it also a bit like oh you know look at them trying like you're getting a lot of patronizing people to be fair, I don't think it's been too bad. Yeah. Um, we've, we, I think we both thought that the worst, the worst thing would be when we, agents would be like judging us and things. Mm. Mm. Um, we haven't done, we've only done three viewings, but the agents on those viewings didn't really um, say anything. There was one who made like a few comments but it wasn't anything too bad um like what what did they say i can't remember to be fair they were just like your dad with you or your mum with you or something awful (laughs) like that we've we've never actually had anything like that um (laughs) your parents know where you are (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah because we've heard stories of that but we haven't had anything like that yet i'm sure we probably will at some point but um yeah i think they just like asked what our experience was and things and then um yeah although i've been meeting with a few builders and they've the first time they saw me they were like oh you're a bit young to get into property aren't you um but that's all and then obviously once you have the start having conversations with them they realize that um 
we we do sort of know what we're doing and we're not just young and naive i mean we probably are naive still but um yeah we we do sort of have a, a good um extent of knowledge i guess well, I think you've got to fake it till you make it really, haven't you, a little bit. So especially when you're talking to the agents, I remember when I was first viewing properties and I'd never bought a property in my life before, but I was having to walk around like I was some, you know, exec, like I've been doing this for ages. I was super experienced. They were asking me questions like, you know, have you, have, have you, how many properties have you got? Are you an experienced investor? You know, like, I'm like, yeah, like I've actually got like three just around the corner on like, just lie. They don't know any different. So you really do have to just kind of like, fake it till you make it because your job is to kind of persuade them that you're a safe bet when it comes to investment. So like, just, yeah, guys perform your asses off. Cause I think in the early days, I think your age will be held against you subconsciously by a lot of people, but you're going to prove them wrong, but just hold your own and fake yeah, it till yeah. you make it. You're on this. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And almost what we've kind of been doing for lockdown is obviously we can't really be meeting agents face to face and investors face to face over the past few months. So, We've just been doing it on the phone and obviously they can't see us. So we kind of just rely on our knowledge. And because we have done so much research and whatnot, when we are speaking to investors, we kind of know what we're on about. So, and they completely, completely understand. So we don't tell them our age, but we just like talk to them about what they're looking for. And they're not really fussed. Because if you talk sense, good point actually. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm. It kind of becomes irrelevant at that point, doesn't it? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, do you have a question that you prepared to ask us? And should we be worried? I'm scared. <laughs> I think we okay, I've, be sat worried, back, yes. I've sat low in my chair. Like, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, so um, the question is, what is the... It could be for all three of you, so you could all answer it. Um, Thanks, Harley. Good to know we've got your permission. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe we could, we could uh, huddle and come up with a... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we've got nominated spokesperson. <laughs> Five-minute team talk to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so um, the question is, what is the most disgusting thing you've ever seen on a viewing? This is oh. so good. What a great God. question. Oh, God. Um, just one. <laughs> I know. So the, word, the key word there is disgusting because um, that you've, we've seen a lot of random stuff, but we're looking for the most disgusting. Well, we talked about my yeah. sticky stains, didn't we? You talked about your sticky stains and that your. Wasn't, that wasn't the viewing, wasn't it? That was that was a viewing. Yeah, right. the, yeah, that's, the, you, the wanking was the abuse. other one. Yeah, the wanking was yeah the, the comes that, that that was a tenant. That was yeah. a tenant. That was yeah. So that was on a viewing. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of disgusting because I've been in some disgusting houses. Well, I've got one. And it's like you feel like you need to wash oh. as soon as you've walked outside. Yeah, like it's an irrigation. Just, you just feel sticky and ugh. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, there's so many. I think, I think that must be the... There was a house I saw in, in Burnley a few years ago. And it was the dirtiest house that I have ever been in. Um, you know, you... The kitchen you're like you're sticking to the floor as you walk along and there were a few dogs in the house and it just smelt of dog and it it just looked like the property had not been cleaned or seen a mop for at least 20 years it was just vile the beds looked like they'd never been changed and that's just that was probably the most disgusting thing i've seen yeah yeah i mean Luckily, we haven't seen anything too bad yet. 
but oh, I'm mate. sure we'll uh, mate, get get, get some of those experiences. But yeah, you know, Andy, to it. oh, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good, it's good. It's good story then. Oh, it's, it's the best good. stories. Like, yeah. and you know, like that antibacterial gel. Like, and the whole world yeah. is using that now. Listen, that should be standard in your like little toolkit. Yeah, that that's definitely in your toolkit. Yeah, you're like, yeah, the world's finally caught up to what we have to carry with us because when you go in, sometimes you literally feel like you need to be like flushed and quarantined, like head to toe because it's just rank like it's yeah. disgusting yeah how people yeah. live yeah there was, we, there was... sorry um, I was gonna st- yeah go on yeah we were um saying when we when we were delivering letters we were wearing um gloves and we were saying that even if it wasn't um covid we probably would wear gloves to touch some of the letter boxes because oh, yes. some of the houses you could like when you open the letterbox, you could smell it through oh. the letterbox. And yeah, it wasn't, wasn't nice. But Harley, all. Harley, you know what it smells of, don't you? What's that? Money. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The smellier, the better, mate. That's what you want, a smelly house. I've got, in fact, that's one of my stories is a smelly house. I went in and the, you could smell, it was July, I was viewing this property. And you could smell that there was something going on in the house. But I went upstairs and walked around before I went downstairs, went into the back and literally opened the door, floor to ceiling, well, not quite to ceiling, but high enough, stacked in piles, was bin liners full of refuse that had sat there. And some of it was fresh refuse as well that had been sat there for about a year. And so you can imagine there was just, you know, vermin, there was like poo, there was like, there'd been maggots, there'd been, it was absolutely rancid this property investing stuff is so sexy to get into guys oh, <laughs> you're gonna love it <laughs> you know when you open the door and you're literally like Whoop, like yeah i was just like i literally <laughs> bulked i was like fuck that's disgusting um i ended up buying the house like it was just because you you know no one wanted to look at it especially in the height of summer yeah that was that was that was a bad one that was a really really bad one i couldn't believe it and also the fridge had been unplugged and it had like joints of meat in it and all the rest of it, which I didn't know until I'd actually purchased it. And then subsequently I was, I was in my head, I was thinking, cause the fridge on the outside was brand new. And I was thinking, oh, all it needs is like, you know, to be cleaned up, pat tested, that'd be absolutely fine. Open the door, my builder was like, like it was just, there was like meat in here. And I, it was, the smell was so bad. So I had to have it removed. Oh. oh dear! No, I can't say I've had anything that that disgusting. Um, as you've been talking, I've been I've been going through all the viewings um, that I've done, and and to be honest, the most disgusting is probably one which was just um, someone had smoked in it for about fifty years, and mm. you know, that was similar to Joe. You open the front door, and you you literally get this a wall of you know, you walk into it, and you're just like whoa, yeah, and you kind of bounce back. So um, so say so that particular one, I had to hold my breath. Um, so I took a big deep breath outside, and kind of then kind of very quickly went around the property um, and, and back out again. Um, so that is that's the type of property that you quite, really quite like, um, mm. and you you just do your numbers and stick stick the offer in. Um, so yeah, that that's probably one of the yeah one of the quickest viewings i've done <laughs> actually no, i'll tell you what the quickest viewing i've done is when um i was uh, mentoring someone and um we looked at this floor plan and we looked at this property and the property was um looked massive and we're like oh yeah we get a six 
six, seven bedroom HMO out of this. And for this price, yeah, hell yes, let's go and do this. So, so pull up, pull up outside and we looked at the, the, the picture of the house. We thought, well, this must be a TARDIS because, um, uh, yeah, it must be, yeah, it must be huge inside, but look small on the outside. Cause you get houses like that. You know, I've got my very first HMO was a house, which was a TARDIS. Um, and then we went in and we were like, hang on a minute. This doesn't quite feel right. We got the, um, got the laser measure out and we we checked the first two measurements in the house and they were out by about a meter each way so um that was the quickest viewing because as soon as we'd done that then we were we were straight out it's like no it doesn't work mm. and the agent was like i'm so sorry i didn't measure it it's like yeah oh. that old chestnut fucking yeah yeah i think i probably have more awkward viewings than disgusting viewings you know when you go into the house and there's someone in bed oh and i you're... hate that I've done, I've done that so many times. You just open another bedroom door and someone's in the bed and you're like, fuck. <laughs> I've just walked into someone to sleep. Oh, <laughs> when the agent like says, and you're like, oh, yeah. this is a bit awkward. Like, yeah, well, yeah. When the agent says, yeah, all the tenants have been informed. <laughs> like knocking on doors. This is mainly student HMOs. Actually, actually you know, I've seen some HMOs which have been um, kind of more um, people on, on benefits and kind of Mm. uh yeah not looked after and some very very strange people i think that's an, another really good question is what's the strange you know, who's the strangest person you've met viewing properties that oh be god i've got stories on that question oh my god i think I we should probably save that should we <laughs> that's a whole episode whole of itself yeah. Yeah. in and of itself but you know I, I just the whole bed thing it's not it's not just one person it's when you walk in on a couple and you're like oh sorry uh i just do you mind if i just look at you and you're literally like okay thanks see you later Bye. trying <laughs> trying not to make eye contact don't make eye contact <laughs> the whole room smells of sex and you're like oh god like oh god that's happened to me so many times oh is that on like is that when you're viewing specifically hmos or is it Often. just on yeah, yeah. yeah. or benefit honestly um I've, yeah normally Normally HMOs and often HMOs that have got like a social housing strategy in place, I've seen because they're in during the day. So they're, you know, doing stuff during yeah. the day. And they're literally like a couple in bed and they've got pizza and gravy next to them on a plate. And you're like, ah. Sounds like my student house. Yeah, it's not good. Oh That's God, what I was doing at the age of 18. Pizza and gravy. Pizza and gravy? What is no, that? I don't know. Joe, Joe said pizza and gravy, but you know, I don't do pizza and gravy. I do chips and gravy. That's, uh, I've done pizza that and gravy. Pizza and gravy is a thing. The, really? The, the more north you go, pizza and gravy is a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is, it just, is it just gravy with everything? Yeah, gravy on everything. <laughs> chips, pizza, pies, like just whatever. Yeah, stick it on. Yeah. Chips and gravy. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. I'm starving, by the way. Yeah. yeah I might get <laughs> chips and gravy. Oh God! Oh, you've given Take us flashbacks, on. boys. You've given us flashbacks. That was a great question. Yeah, I like that. I like I've that. I've got a lot. loads. I've got so many, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold back because we'll be talking for ages. Yeah, we can't yeah. be all day. Some of us have got um, chips and gravy to go and eat. <laughs> <laughs> so should we do a, a quick a quick episode roulette? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yes, I believe so. So I'm gonna be scrolling, and I am now scrolling. So at of those of you that are new to listening to Property Jam, episode roulette is where we scroll through our previous episodes of Property Jam, and we uh, when the the guy says stop, um, then I will stop, and I would like their opinion on the episode that we land on. So I am now scrolling. One of you, please say stop. Stop. 
the talkative one. He said stop. <laughs> You're both waiting for the other one okay. to say stop. <laughs> yeah. They have actually stopped on episode 27, which was the COVID-19 special. Oh. Oh. It was actually our final episode before we started doing collaborations. Ah, nice. So, was that so, lockdown lowdown? No, lockdown lowdown um, was, was... That was mid-lockdown. Oh, that was it? later. This is COVID-19 special. This was um, after you'd just come back from skiing, I believe. And oh, when I was contaminated we were... from northern Italy. Got it, right. Yep, with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, guys, um, what have you got to say about COVID-19? COVID-19. <laughs> um, such an exciting topic for you to land woo! on. I'm so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just yes. say like I said, one sentence and we can move on. Have you had it? Have either of you had it? Uh, no, no. Oh, boring. No. Okay. No. <laughs> boring. <laughs> you guys are healthy. Oh, God. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because it's a very serious disease, but they carry on. Yeah, I'll, well, my mum works for the NHS, so being quite risky. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, COVID 19 has been talked about loads, hasn't it? Um, yeah. Therefore, yeah, shall as... we move on? Should we do another episode? <laughs> over it. <laughs> shall we just? So, yeah, we have we have talked about it quite a lot. But it sounds like COVID nineteen has been a positive thing for you because yeah. um, we've got um, hundreds of thousands of eighteen uh, year olds who've been worried about their A level results, and you're just like, ah, whatever. I actually, didn't have to do any work. Didn't have to do any exams. Yeah. Uh, we we exactly. set up my business six months earlier. <laughs> what, what, what's my what's my hurdle? Ah. I can't, I can't do any compliance or set up a company until I turn 18. Ah, oh, shucks. There's my hurdle. Imagine if all business hurdles could be um, overcome by just waiting until, you, until your birthday. So great. <laughs> I'd be yeah. waiting yeah. a while if I had to wait till I'm 18 to do anything, though. That's true. <laughs> well, you've got a long way to go now. I've got a long way to long go. Long way to go. Long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, okay, I'm scrolling again. We'll go for another one. Guy this time. Okay, so I am going to um, go with this one, not the one I stopped on. Why? <laughs> you didn't have to tell us that. We wouldn't have known the difference. Exactly. And then, as, I, as I said it, I was like, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Anyway, so episode 24, not on my doorstep, which is quite interesting. So from, this is what we're, talk, we're talking about, investing at a distance. And you've already decided that you're going to focus on Northampton as an area which is something which is quite important i i applaud that um because i think you will by niching you'll do much better than companies that just do a scattergun approach around the country because you can speak knowledgeably and and succinctly about the benefits and um pros and cons of particular deals so um what about um stuff which is not on your doorstep do you think you'll ever grow your business outside of um northampton china yeah Uh, sorry go on mate sorry Always happens. <laughs> um, yeah, it happens on our own podcast all the time. But uh, yeah, so we put, we want to, with our um, sourcing company, obviously we want to scale it. So there's only so much you can grow in one area. And the vision that we've sort of had for it is we want to um, have like regional divisions, essentially. So we'll just, we want to, have like one person in each region who will have because obviously we probably won't have knowledge of those regions but we'll employ someone who is from there so they'll have the specific knowledge and then um yeah that's probably that's what we want to do in the future 
So I think the future goal is to be nationwide, but obviously for us at the moment, we probably wouldn't look too... We, we, we're focusing on Northampton at the moment, and then obviously once we're in a position to expand, we'll look closer, close to Northampton and then expand a bit further. But um, long term, yeah, we want to try and go nationwide, but obviously we'll not doing it all of, all by ourselves. We'll have actual experts in those areas. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's my sort of view on it. Yeah. And Guy, you mentioned about moving into development as well at some stage. Like, do you envisage that being local to you guys, or do you think you'll venture further afield? Like, what's where's your head at on that? Yeah, so obviously that hardly was talking about the source and everything. And although we are planning on scaling that, we do think it is not as scalable to an extent as development because we've done everything that's got a ceiling. And with development, we would probably start where where we are now because um, we know a few people that do develop in the Northamptonshire area. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we'd definitely be open to just like just moving out because something that inspires us a bit is just the scalability of development. So whether that's building like yeah, small houses to big housing blocks to, I don't know, like skyscrapers or something. It's just stuff like that that really inspires us. So Northampton to begin with, but then, yeah, we would like to probably move around and just um, see where we can go from there. Obviously, you've got some big developers and that's kind of our goal to just try and grow into a company really and just mm-hmm. develop all over the UK really and um, stuff like that. But the, I think the ultimate goal is that almost when you go on holiday and there's like these really nice villas, I feel like you can't, you can't really top that. So that's definitely in the back of my mind. <laughs> so what you're saying is Northampton than the world, basically. <laughs> yeah, in similar, in similar Pretty sense. Much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in, I'm sold. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And, and don't forget um, your property jam uh, hosts when you're um, overseas in your villas yeah totally oh, get yeah, the invites. yeah amazing so uh, i reckon we've got time for one more which is a quick fire round so uh, so um one of you say stop stop okay episode 10 money oh Okay, so a sentence from both of you about money and your view on money. Um, it's a tool to give you better things in life. I don't think it makes you happy or unhappy, um, but obviously a lot of things come as a byproduct of money. So um, you can use it to create a better life for you and to help others. That's my view on money. Yeah, my... My view is, again, similar to Harley, it's a tool, but I feel like it should be taken quite important because almost if you mess it up, then things can go quite bad. But again, you shouldn't prioritise everything around money because there is more to life. But then again, I guess it kind of just depends what you're after. Some people do like chasing money, whereas some people like travelling or like starting businesses. So I think it's completely down to you and you do what you want. Yeah. Fuck, seriously, how have you got this like business sort of maturity on your shoulders at 18 years old i was i was not like this <laughs> i was just like money yeah. yeah i'm gonna go to work and make some that's all i knew this is completely amazing i love it just keep doing what you're doing boys you are you're trailblazing for people of your age keep it up twitch yeah it is ex- very impressive yeah so thank you so much yeah thank you so much for being on harley and guy for premium property and uh, so I'm going to wrap it up and say it's a goodbye from me. 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 
I mean, it's a good buy from me. Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more. On Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at propertyjampodcast at outlook.com. See, See you on, on the next, next episode. episode.